This podcast is a conversation by Julie Benetti and Susan Bobro and is a production of VI Alliance. Copyright 2020. And this chart-busting hit, Alone Leave Me, courtesy of New Threads, is available everywhere. Hey, Julie. <laughs> Hi, Susan. Here we are barreling through the Kabbalion. Isn't that like going over Niagara Falls, right? Yes. <laughs> Something like that. We're talking about the Kabbalion and me. And we, you know, finished going through gender, cause and effect, rhythm, polarity. And then we segued vibration into correspondence. And we connected the, the final two sections with kind of the environment that's all around us. And... We're taking another opportunity to open the vault and look at what our author's cut conversation from many years ago was about that little section, little section, right? (laughs) That section, the huge, vast section of the environment that we just had a casual conversation about. And uh, we're going to open up and share that. So enjoy it. Yep. And we're getting good good response to it. So yes, Mm -hmm. definitely enjoy it. As you know, traditionally, the director's cut appears on DVDs and gives you the inside scoop on the actors, the movie, and of course, the directorial process. EI Alliance, in association with Julie Benetti and Susan Barbaro, is the first to create the author's cut. For the first time ever, you get to hear the who, what, where, when, why, and how the authors came up with what they wrote directly from the authors. This is revolutionary action. Access to the creative energy and to the creative energy surrounding the authors. Please note these conversations for the author's cut occurred in 2015 after the authors published Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change. Back then, the original recordings were produced with an audio version of the book read by the authors as well. All copyrights and disclaimers of the book apply to these podcasts. So enjoy as the authors discuss discuss Energetic Invocations, a book of vibrational change, also known as the Blue Book of Energy, and Energetic Invocations series, a book of vibrational change, volumes 1 to 17, with Process This. Part 4, Environment. How do I flourish in my environment? Hi, this is Julie Benetti. Hi, this is Susan Barbaro. And we are in Part 4, Environment space. So you can probably catch on some of the audio of this that there has been a, can I use this word, plethora of sound effects in the background between wonderful birds, trains, airplanes, horns, anything else that occurs. And guess what? That's creating the environment of what we're doing right now. And so the element of this space and the creation of how we're creating the environment and you all create your own environment is really important. It's in a natural progression from self, journey, people into the environment. How do you take that all into the environment? And then in part five, how do you take it into the world? If you have awareness, you're responsible for finding yourself in the space. And we talk about the space, meaning the environment that you're in. So when you're at a certain place, there's a certain feel to different spaces which is why people love to go to the ocean. People love to go into nature because the feel 
of the space is different. I'm not going to say you can go to the beach every single day because that, for various reasons, may not just be a reality. But the space that's created when you are there is the space we're talking about. And you create that space. You know, as Julie said, all the sounds are going on. I like to focus on the birds. I like to think that they're kind of supporting what we're doing. And that may sound hokey. And Susan of five years ago might have said, oh, jeez, what are you, you know, Pollyanna. But the truth is we focus on that. And yeah, there are other things going on, but I just am choosing to make this my focus. And with that, you understand the power you have. So if you're in a space that you don't like, it makes you uncomfortable, makes you uneasy. The first thing I think is the most important thing to do is to recognize you placed yourself in that space. Nobody mm. else did. You did. So therefore, if you had the power to put yourself in the space, the other side of it is you have the power to take yourself out of that space. I think that's an important piece to get. Yes. You have the power. Nobody else has the power. People can take all types of rights away from you, but they can't take that away from you. How you see yourself and how you see the predicament that you may be in and we are constantly placed in new predicaments that is the most important thing you get yourself in get yourself out don't mm-hmm. blame anyone else because you're to blame and I don't say that is to beat yourself up that should be empowering so that I can get myself out and you kind of actually answered the question of the chapter how do I flourish in my environment not only with a lot of this book is your awareness of it your observation of it, it helps you to change and to understand but your awareness of you being the one who creates the environment. I mean, why would I be sitting here doing audio, getting upset at the birds in the background? Actually, I kind of was working with them. And I noticed that the invocation that they were whistling the loudest was recognizing the transparency of sounds, number seven, in different environments brings me awareness to the resiliency, the course and consistency of energy. So energetically, yeah, you're an energetic being. You're creating the environment and being aware of that helps you flourish in it because like you said, the truth is you can get out of it. Hi, this is Julie here with Susan, and I have to ask you, what's one of the favorite books that we've written together? Which one would you say? My favorite would be Energetic Invocations, Mm. because you tricked me into writing it, (laughs) and it wrote itself, and I just was grateful to be a part of it. I like all the books we've written. We've had so much fun, but that's probably my favorite. You know, I agree with you. I love Energetic Invocations, and I love the invocations because they're really powerful, and I love the way it slides into the Endra book. So the Endra scripts is really fun as well. So I agree with you. Yep. Awesome. So Julie, we wrote 10 plays of the Endra scripts. Yes. Do they seem believable to you? Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? They're a hoot. I relive them most of the time. (laughs) But they're not traditional magic scripts. No, they're not. It's real magic based in energy. It's cool stuff. And everybody can do it. That's right. Everybody can out of it. So I think the other thing is, there's one quote in here, you cannot change what people expect of you, but you can change what you expect of yourself. You have the power to do it. So if you have the power, then that means if you don't like where you are, Yes, you put yourself there, but now you can put yourself somewhere else. You create your expectations. You can allow someone else to do it. That may not make you feel good about the space that you're in. What else are you going to say? This is just, you know, it talks about frequency. It's your perspective. And as long as you have the awareness and you constantly ask for the truth of it. I mean, the other thing we talk about is the truth. Constantly ask for the truth. I keep going back to the same people and expect a different result. There'll be Mm -hmm. something that happens and it's like, no, people consistent. And I keep saying, that must be 
the definition of insanity. I keep going back to the same events and the same people and I expect a different outcome. Maybe it's me having hope. Doesn't matter what it is, but I know the truth of it. A lot of people are in patterns and what they do is consistent. They've shown you who they are and why am I expecting them to be anything different? But that doesn't mean that you have to stay in your own pattern you've been in. If you have awareness, it would be lovely if everyone got that. And so they said, I don't like this pattern. And they moved to a pattern that is more healthy and happier for them. But I can't change that. And I need to be reminded. That's interesting because you just kind of sort of said that why would you want to be in someone else's consistent pattern of what their environment is? You create your own. Right. So how else would you flourish in your own other than understanding that you create it and you can change it? And so the interesting part about that is that if you're in a space and there's somebody, I don't care who it is, and I can sit here and talk about a retail experience I had with, I'm going to say it, with two dopes. I mean, they were rude and mean and what they did really had no impact on them, but completely impacted me. And I got angry. It's a hard challenge, but for me, it's like, what's my environment and what's really important to me? And if I get this and I still work on it, I can be in any environment and whatever anyone says, I know the truth of it. So really, I just kind of look at them as, like I said, it's like little ants and they're fighting over something and they're saying something and I see a garden hose about five feet from them (laughs) in about two minutes that water's going to come and blow them all away and all I want to do is go to the ants and say forget about this move along if you don't move life's going to be over for you and they're oblivious and it's like am I going to keep sitting there and yell at the ants or am I going to say I'm going over here because I don't want to see that happen but I'm just going to go over here and be in a different space and you open up a whole nother thread because if you carry that into your new space you're creating a whole environment with that in it right yuck yeah yuck so for some people they don't want to hear this what do you mean so you know when we say about being positive it's not like think good thoughts and, yeah no you know it's huh. about really seeing the truth of it mm-hmm. and telling yourself I know what the truth of it is here even if these dopes don't get it fine I can move into whatever space I choose and the being positive is understanding the truth and never denying the truth of what you know Part 4. Environment. Is there a definition for happiness? And we're talking about a definition for happiness. So what's ironic is we're talking about a definition of happiness, and this is the one chapter that gets my blood boiling. It is the one chapter that makes me so angry because I spent a lot of time trying to figure out why can't I figure out what makes me happy? And then I went and I listened to different people and everyone talked about how they found happiness and what happiness means. So then I used to think, oh my gosh, I need to do what they did or I need to define my happiness the way they define it and that keeps you on this constant search and this is why this part of the book is so important because once I realized that I define what happiness means and maybe my happiness is not the same definition of somebody else's and I'm not judging anybody else's definition of happiness the problem I have is a lot of people are making money and keeping a lot of people feeling bad about themselves making them feel like they lack something there's a huge surge in depression and anxiety out there in the world. And I think this has a whole lot about it that is attributable to it. Because when someone says, I see someone and they're happy, even if it's not real, like some social media makes it look, then I look at myself and I say, something's wrong with me. And as I went through this, I get mad. It's like, oh, people are out there making money saying, look at me. And you know, the truth of the matter is some of them have found and defined their happiness.
happiness, but a hell of a lot of people haven't, but they try to make it look that way so that you look to them. Sign up for my newsletter, sign up for this. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, as I stand here and as Julie stands here, I am not going to tell you how to find happiness. I'm not going to tell you what your happiness should look like. I can tell you the process I went through to find my happiness. And the only thing I can tell you is you can find your happiness. You can define it. But if you start looking for me to tell you what it is, I'm going to turn around and say, can't help you with that. You're responsible for it. And you know something? This is, in some respects, maybe the most important chapter of the entire book. If you get it, that I'm not going to tell you it, but you have the power to find it on your own. I think that's a huge gift. It is a huge gift. And it becomes emblematic of the question of the chapter. Is there a definition for happiness? And that's what it's about. It's about your definition, not someone else's. Right. You go into a restaurant. You try to decide what to order. Don't be lazy. Look on the menu. Figure out what you want. Go to your inner truth of what you desire. I mean, this is just an example. But if you see some guy eating a meal and he looks happy, I'll have what he's having. No, that's you know, lazy. I'm going to give you an example. Fourth of July. I was invited to certain places for the Fourth of July. I could put on social media. Look at me. I'm with a bunch of people. Am I really happy though? If I'm not really happy, and that's what I think I have to do. What a sad existence. Mm-hmm. Because when it's quiet and there's no one around, I'm sitting here saying that really wasn't fulfilling to me. What do I do now? That's what everyone says being happy is hey look at me I'm life of the party there's some people that being the life of the party is truly their happiness and for them I think that's awesome but if you're not that doesn't fulfill you and you're stuck with that definition when everyone's gone and you're sitting by yourself reflecting on things you're like huh and you don't feel that fulfillment and I'm not saying that's everyone but I think that has a lot to do with people that go in I'm depressed and it's a real depression but the truth of the matter is is that because you're trying to fit in someone else's definition And again, there are a lot of gurus. There are a lot of seminars out there that everyone wants to tell you. I can tell you what happiness is. I can help you find it. You should run as fast as you can in the other direction. And don't come looking for us to tell you what your happiness is. Because I'm telling you right here and right now. Go back and read the chapter. I'm not telling you what it is. Right here. You are the only one who knows your own happiness. So again, as we said in many of the other sections, this isn't something to beat yourself up with. Say, oh. I've had the answer. What's wrong with me? How come I can't find it? Those words need to change. You need to start saying, this is really cool. I can find my own happiness. Mm. I need just need to do a little bit of work. And I can do it. And the question becomes, is it worth it for you? Do you really want to find happiness? Hey, Susan, the secret's out. Oh, no. <laughs> well, they can't tell from my accent, but probably from yours. Yeah, we're from Boston. But the really funny thing is, our stuff is all over. We have four podcast shows. You can find them on Spotify, and you can find them everywhere you listen to podcasts. And, and we have lots of books and ebooks on Amazon, and that's worldwide. So do you feel adventuresome? Sure. What do you guys think the right time to put up the Christmas tree is? Well, at least any day from tomorrow on, I held back and I didn't put it up yet. What about Julie? Julie? I would say yesterday! Get it up! Well, you know what? For anybody who says it's too early or too late to put up a tree, you know what has no bounds on time? It's Christmas trivia. You can do it anytime. It's a lot of fun and you can get people in the spirit so they're more apt to put their tree up a little bit earlier. Oh, I like that idea. I love it. And you can get a great trivia book by Julie Benetti on Amazon today. 
Hey, it's Julie, and you've heard Susan and I say that the principles of the Kabbalion are everywhere. Well, they are. So how do you stay aware? How do you recognize them at work? And how do you understand them better? You can read and listen until you are blue. But when you test yourself, now that's when you start using what you know and start understanding the Kabbalion differently. Sure, you can make your own test questions, but why bother when Susan and I did the work for you? There are 75 questions, and you can explore the trivia alone or with friends. Find Think You Know the Kabbalion right now on Amazon. Download it today and start actively using the Kabbalion to enrich your life. Part 4 Environment. Where do I fuel my presence? We're talking about recharging and fueling your presence. So you know the funny thing is, is in the last segment if you, if you, if you got it is um, Julie talked about, you know, we talked about environment. We talked about all the little noises or whatever. And, you know, we're doing this in my house. We're not doing this in any elaborate studio. Julie and I are doing this because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> we're sitting here killing ourselves right. laughing. And, yeah. and the truth of the matter is that, you know, Julie took on the, the big burden of having to do some of these longer chapters and reading them all. So... What I do is I do make all these little noises and I squeak on the chair and I have this stuff. Okay, she's doing everything but vacuuming. <laughs> because it's it's actually kind of fun. It changes the environment. It, I kind of am more of a jokester. I kind of like Aww. fooling around and joking around. And, you know, and, and, and Julie is, is as much a jokester. She's funny, but she's much more serious and very professional. Not that I'm not professional. I'm not... But I like to kind of jab her every now and then. And every time we stop, she's like, what are you doing? And you know what? That is fueling my presence. We're in, again, we're in my house. We're not in a studio. You hear other things. But you know what? I kind of, I like that because that's kind of, that's who we are. We're not in a studio trying to make something out of this. We're sharing what we want to say and in the way we want to say it. Mm-hmm. And that is fueling my presence because now it's fun. You know, there are people out there that, you know, I said, and, and I'm, I'm going to throw one little personal thing in it. My son says, you know, we get better equipment, Mom. You know, you can sit here and use that. And, you know, when he's hearing it, I'm, I laugh because I'm like, no, I kind of like what we're using the way we're doing it. You're really getting the true, you know, closer to the essence of who we are. And that's what we're trying to tell other people to do. And the really cool thing that that your son said, which I didn't even think of it to describe it. He's like, you're doing improv. And wow, what what great explanation for this whole section. I mean, improv is getting into your absolute presence, being right in the moment and just moving through the energy with whatever you need to do. If you're stuck, that's why when I'm reading and I look up and you're getting up and you're like making a face, trying to see if I'm going to go stop the tape. I'm kind of laughing because I would get up if I could and walk back and forth, but I'm holding the book. It's like exactly. you would hear my voice go in and out, but you have to do that when you're, and it's funny because I'll, I'll take a little personal here in, in the holidays or in any family gathering or anything from an Italian family, you sit in chairs, and you, but when you get up and you move around, it changes the energy and right. you move plates, you move dishes, you move, you know, you're very functional and you're fueling your presence. 
and you're you're really expanding you know how you're experiencing the energy of the now that's occurring but also the energy of everyone around you and if everyone's just sitting stagnant so kind of enjoying as I'm sitting here out of the corner of my eye, I can see whatever you're doing. I don't know, you yoga, flip you're flipping chip. pages of the book, you're trying to eat potato chips. It's like how many other things you could do? And I'll have to say the birds still have one up on you because they were singing with what I was doing a little while ago. But you know what? I wasn't getting frustrated because you were. You were fueling my presence as well. So in my energy of what I'm trying to do in the environment, and we're both so, trying to do together. Once you start, and you know, at the very end of the book, it says once you do start understanding that you do, you know, so, you know, the prior chapter was talking about happiness. Well, you know, and what did I say? That would make me angry. And mm-hmm. now here it is fueling your presence. Now I'm laughing and teasing and, and joking and, you know, laughing about things and having fun with this. I mean, we're doing this because it's fun, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I think what we're saying is very important. I really do. And I after a long discussion with, with my kids, you know, understanding the, the concept of sharing and, and what it means and, and the importance of doing what exactly we're doing, um, because we're constantly learning. But as we go through this, in the space that we are in, now I can look into the, into the world, which is the thing is once you, you've worked through some mm. of the relationships and environment, and that doesn't mean that, again... I don't get caught up in some of that. I don't sometimes get triggered and, oh, but, you know, then it's like, okay, i got to deal with it, and, and I know the truth. And have to, sometimes, again, it's challenging, but when I get it and I move into feeling my presence, feeling my presence is really being who I am, the essence, and that's mm-hmm. what these tapes are, is the essence of who we are, mm-hmm. and we are sharing that. And my hope in this is simply... You know, whoever can benefit from this gets this, and you can feel your presence. And now, step up and move into the world. Thank you for listening to this production from EI Alliance. Check out our Amazon authors pages for books and podcasts. Find New Threads music and their latest album on iTunes, Spotify, and NewThreads.us.